The Midbar says, the wilderness, the desert says, Yesusum Midbar Vitsia. The wilderness and the wasteland, that's Vitsia, will rejoice over them. The Sogel Arovo and the desert plain will also rejoice, be happy. The Sifrach Kavatseles and will bloom or blossom like the Chavatzeles, which is variously translated as the, the rose, the lily, or even the crocus. What's going on over here? Beautiful, beautiful parallelism, double phrases indicating a second layer. And of course, the wilderness itself is something which is um, hides, certainly hides any growth underneath. You may have seen all those nature programs of those animals that uh, stay buried for ages and after a great rain suddenly they all sprout up. There is something about that within the, within the, within the Midbar. But Yeshaya Novi, who says these words, knew that the Jewish people themselves are like the Midbar, are like a desert, in exile, deserted. One day they will flourish again. That is our history. We go into exile, it looks as though it's all over. It looks as though it's dead, barren, wasteland, and then it flourishes again. Famously, Mark Twain, and no, I'm not saying that one, I'm saying the other Mark Twain one, when he visited what was Palestine at the time, didn't really like what he saw. He said, the further we went, the hotter the sun got, the more rocky and bare, repulsive and dreary the landscape became. Hardly a tree or shrub anywhere, even the olive and the cactus, those fast friends of a worthless sod, had almost deserted the country. He did not like it. He said, the curse of a deity, how can it beautify a land? He said, it is no more of this workday world. It is a dreamland. And interestingly enough, when the Jews were not in that country, that is how it has always appeared. The land of Israel has always been dependent on the Jewish people for their prayer. It's actually the same with regards to the Beis Hamikdash, the temple from which we were exiled. That whilst we are not there, it's described Al Haratzion and Mount Zion, which is Yerushalayim, but also the place on which the temple stood, Sheshomim, which is desolate, and Shemomo is one of the words for, de for, for desert. It follows that same pattern. Amazingly, I saw something in the Tehillas Pinchas explanation on Perak Shiro about what this Midbar is, this, this desert, this wilderness. He quotes from the Shirashirim Rabbah, the Medrash Rabban Shirashirim, which says as follows, that the Chachomim told us that the Torah is from the wilderness, from the desert, which of course it was. Mishkon Minah Midbar, the tabernacle, was constructed in the desert. Sanhedrin Minah Midbar, the original high court, was appointed in the desert. And then it says this, the whole matonos toivos shenosan akodesh baruchuli yisrael minamidbar and all the best presents, all the best presents which God gave to the Jewish people, were in the wilderness, were in the desert. And just as this um, desert has no end, so the uh, or seems to have no end, so the words of Torah have no end. 
And it's interesting because it goes on and says in other places, we know that the that the desert is a symbol of humility. We know all about that from Har Sinai, but the desert in general, which says, I, I have nothing, I am nothing. And on a posset, which will appear in a couple of weeks' time, it says, and from the desert comes the gift in a very poetic form. And the Gemara in Erevin says that if a person is mesim atzmoi kamidbor, makes himself like a desert, then he is going to merit to be able to hold tons and tons of terror inside of him. Now, it's interesting because the idea of an odom, of a person making themselves like a midbar, like a desert, is not an accident. We're told empirically obvious that if a person needs to just get away from it all, they need to go to a desert, they need to go to a deserted place to make themselves like a midbar. And of course, the special thing that Odom had over all other creations was that Odom was given ruach mamalal, or the power of speech, otherwise known as being a medaber, the highest form you have you have the inanimate objects, the doimim, plants, which are tzomeach, animals, creatures, which are chai, and then you have human beings, odom, which is a medaber. Medaber is the same word as midbar. All those books of the Torah, all the five books really are related to that. By midbar, obviously, is medaber. Devorim clearly means words. Vayikra is to call out, to use words. Shemois is the book of names. The, the, the labels that you give people. And even Beratius, Beratius is the first ma'amar, is the first statement, say Chazal. So it is all about speech. And the desert is about leaving behind the negative physical side, the negative side of physicality, rebooting, and then to get to Eretz Yisrael, to engage in the physical side positively. They got the Torah in the Midbar. The Torah is speech. We speak about it. It was given in that midbar. We moved away from Egypt, from Paro, which we spoke about so many times, being Pera, the bad mouth, and via Moshe, who was Aral's for Simon, and 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 uh, and it, it's said to be poor of speech. And through the the Yomtev of Pesach, Pesach, the mouth that speaks Torah, we were given the power of real speech in the midbar to be a real Madaber. That is the incredible side. The of of uh, of of the midbar. Interestingly, in this week's sedra, in Shalachlacha, we find out what the spies' mistake was. The spies' mistake. The Moragim. They didn't suddenly just become evil and say losh and horror. No, the spies' mistake was that they wanted to stay in the midbar. They wanted to not go into the land of Eretz Yisrael because here's a chance to stay just with just learning, not engaging in the physical world, and there's less chance of falling foul of, of the physical. And in theory, they were right. But that's the problem, because in theory, they were right. It remained bekoyach, bekoyach, in potential, but never in actuality. We already said at Shavuot's time, it's no good to stay at the top of the mountain. You need to come down from there. You, it, it would, they would have just been in a midbar, a medaber, without the physical side. And God wanted the Jewish people to, once they'd got rid of the physical negative side from Egypt, re-engage and get back into the physical in Eretz Yisrael, but with the Torah now, together with them. So how, how, so how did this go wrong? Through the Meraglim speech, how ironic their sin was through Dibur itself. But the amazing thing about their speech was that it was 
an incredibly subtle form of Lashonara, which we just translate as evil speech or gossip, much more subtle than that. If you say to somebody, um, so-and-so is really nasty, they might take it on board, but it's much, much more subtle to say that, uh, yeah, they might be clever, they might be good. And as soon as you've insinuated, whoa, that is that is bigger. That is that is much, much more subtle and it's more likely to go in to quote the art scroll Marsa by raised eyebrows or other eye motions. We have indicated disapproval of someone, refining the art of character assassination without saying a word. They knew how to use it. Kolev, by the way, who is Kolev, who is all heart, understood this and that's why he noticed that when they followed everything they were meant to do there was nothing the Miraglim said which was against what Moshe had asked them to do they come back from from spying out the land and they show the fruit exactly as they were exactly they were asked to they say it's a land flowed with milk and honey but but the people are strong as soon as they said the word but fs in hebrew fs also means zero they reduced the capabilities of the Jewish people to go into zero. And, and Kolev saw this and he stood up on his soapbox and he said, I want everybody quiet. And he got everyone quiet. Do you know how? Because he said, is this all that Ben Amram has done for us? I mean, I like Amram. I think it's a pretty nice name. However, it sounded derogatory and everybody got quiet. And he goes, yeah, Ben Amram also split the sea for us. He brought them on. Kolev knew knew the power of insinuation. He knew the power of being a madaba in the right way. As with the Averis of every single great person in Tanakh, known as Ochlopago, eating unripe fruit, because fruit is good for you. Before its right time, we'll give you a stomachache. From Ozama Rishon, the very first who did that, literally and metaphorically. Maraglim, who brought back fruit, in theory, like Odom's theory, they were correct. Perhaps it was good to remain removed from sin. But we have to empty ourselves of our vested interests, be like a desert, and listen to the ultimate Madaber Hashem.